This is Nicole. This is Hanali. And this is 12 Ounces, the podcast. Hey, Nicole, what's up? So it's another week, and we are here at Noko on Avenue B and 10th Street. Yep, so delicious. I'm literally eating a mouthful of bread right now. Like, so good. And it's so cute. It's really cute. Um, why we're here, it's not really a bar, but it's a bar restaurant. And it has a beautiful backyard that we're sitting in right now. Exactly. We are in love. It has lights. It has plants. It has a skylight. It has everything. Yeah. By skylight, Hinali means literal open roof. Yes. So, it's great. And it's perfect for, it's actually not perfect for our topic, but we're here because we love it. Exactly. And it has good food. I have tested it and it is so good. And Trust me, try their noko and their veggie burger. Okay. I'm here for the first time, so we're going to take Nala's advice. <laughs> we're all going to like Instagram her if it sucks. So <laughs> it doesn't look like it does. Okay. It is good. It is definitely good. Okay. But, you know, you can try it and tell me about it. We should stop talking about food. What do you want to talk about today? Take two. We had to stop and start again because the food came and we were all just like salivating. So, Hinali, talk to me about what I've missed this week while we've spent, you know, miles apart from each other. That's true, actually. So, this week I was thinking about the whole idea of representation. So, as you know, I read a lot of New York Times. We and know. So, I read this article in the Sunday Review by Kwane Anthony Apaya. And so, what he talked about was basically how we should each represent ourselves mm-hmm. and not be liable for a whole community or a gender because what we speak is our own experiences and our own relationships, basically. But when we say something, when we talk about on this podcast, is our own personal experiences. It's not what the whole Indian or Sri Lankan community is, Feels, yeah. or what twenty-somethings or women of color feel like. It's our own values, our own culture, our own experiences that that we speak about, basically. And I know that a lot of women of color, a lot of people of color that are listening can probably relate to a lot of the things we talk about, but I know that you also can't relate to some other things, maybe. And that's fine, you know? We should all just keep talking about ourselves, basically, and our experiences and the things that make us different a little bit, but also, you know, kind of find a common ground. I think we've all felt, we all understand the feeling of being an outsider, but just like this article, it's called Go Ahead, Speak For Yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, you shouldn't be held responsible for your entire community. Yes. Because I know tons of Sri Lankan people that don't feel the way I do about mm-hmm. things that Hinali and I agree on. Exactly. Yeah, and the same thing with Indian community. There are so many different types of people, so many different races, so many different costumes and castes that they, we all don't feel similar on something that I feel about. And that's completely fine. I talk about my experiences, Nicole talks about her experiences, and then we share it to the world, but that doesn't have to be the only idea or thought about our own cultures. 
Also, aren't there like one billion Indian people? Like, oh. how is Hinali, a 22-year-old living in New York City, supposed to represent one billion people? Exactly. That, it makes no sense. Uh, no, okay. no, no. There is no way that I can represent everyone. No, no, no way. No way. Yeah. Also, the food is very good here. I know, I'm sorry I keep eating. Like, Hinali has to keep moving the mic away from me. <laughs> so, I just talked about representation. Nicole, what are you thinking of this week? Okay, I just finished binge-watching Harlots on Hulu. It's a show about 18th century prostitutes in London. Um, this is a time that one in three women were prostitutes because women really didn't have a source of income, they weren't really working, and so they sold their own bodies. That was the only kind of property that they had. And I was watching this, it's the second season, it just ended, and I was watching this and I was like, okay, what is this show about? Because the cast is mostly female. There are, of course, some men that play, you know, the rich nobles and the judges. And all of these people high up in society that come to brothels and sleep with prostitutes. Secretly, of course. Mm -hmm. And I was like, who is the show for? What is it about? Like, what is it trying to tell me? Because the main characters are Margaret Wells, who runs a brothel that's poorer, it's in a poorer part of town, and Lydia Quigley, who runs a brothel for high-end British men. Uh, most of them are judges or from, you know, noble families. So the entire show is their rivalry. Basically, Margaret is trying to bring down Lydia, Lydia's trying to bring down Margaret, and it's just like back and forth, back and forth, them scheming to bring each other down. The second season just ended. It's still the same basic premise, but it's so much larger because I realized that this isn't just women bringing each other down. It's women doing what they have to do to survive in a man's world. Yeah, I mean, this is what we go through today as well, I think, you know? Yeah. We are in a world where men's opinions are considered so highly of. And then when it comes to women, it's we have to survive on our own terms, but it is such it's to a such level that it's so below what men go through, you know? Yeah, I know, and I, I found it so interesting that I just couldn't get the premise of the show at first. And mm -hmm. I realized that's because it's so ingrained in our life even today that you just undercut another woman, that another successful woman is always going to be a threat to you, that I never even thought that that's what they were trying to show me. Yeah. Because that's something that we all live with today. Like, mm -hmm. I feel like I have to actively remind myself, just because someone, another woman especially, is successful doesn't mean that's the only woman that can be successful. Exactly. Like, so, it's not as similar to what you just talked about, but like, Recently, I read an article for Emma Stone. She did a whole article in Elle about her turning 30. And then they asked her to choose a person to interview her. And she chose Jennifer Lawrence because they're very close friends. But just thinking about it, like, if it was just to the whole magazine, they wouldn't have chosen someone who are too 
close friends who are at the same level in terms of like yeah. stardom and like mm-hmm. terms of like you know success level to yeah. interview each other because like no one can think about the whole idea that you can be friends or a woman can be friends with someone who is as successful as her yeah. because then they just try to sabotage each other because they want to be more successful but the whole idea is that women are pretty against each other because they cannot one woman or multiple women cannot be successful at, at the, same, the time. same time yeah and i feel like this has been like the theme Mm-hmm. in a lot of movies yeah in a lot of media think about cinderella like oh, yeah. the stepmom or any fairy tale the stepmom is you know yeah concerned that the stepdaughter is going to overpower her in beauty and wealth and whatever and the happy ending is that the is that cinderella gets to marry the prince and the step family like has to wash dirty dishes for the rest of their lives it's, or whatever yeah you know it's like how come they couldn't just be just chill i know yeah and that's like to every young girl that is just beginning to grow and they are taught these values you know yeah they, every one of them like they understand womanhood as terms as in terms of fairy tales you know they yeah. see all these disney movies they see all these women who are princesses but then what they represent is that just one singular woman who gets above but then the rest of them are like you know that's what i think is interesting in like recent feminist theory mm-hmm. people have been breaking down you know the ending of a disney movie shouldn't be that someone gets married yeah. which is why frozen was so like groundbreaking because mm-hmm. elsa tells anna you can't marry someone you just met yeah you know like shattering that disney stereotype but no one talks about the fact that two women can't be successful at the same time you can't have two equal heroes yes i mean we It's, haven't had any superheroes that are women until like recently wonder yeah, woman wonder right? woman so that just speaks for itself i feel yeah but it's yeah. like If you look at the Avengers for example, mm-hmm. they're all men and they're all superheroes and they're yeah. all I mean yeah, it, it happens with men all the time. But with women it's just something that is incomprehensible like for a lot of people and I feel like it's time that we break that, you know. You know something? Like even if you look at it just transcends in all these ways like even girl groups yeah like think about like fifth harmony mm. how they have these nasty breakups like one girl wants to be on top yeah you know one girl wants a solo I career know. whatever mm. but that never happens with boy boy yeah. they I mean, just yes. if they want to break up they just do it yeah you know like one direction had like a messy breakup or whatever mm. but it's not in the same like malicious I'm going to like sabotage, sabotage you. Yeah. you to get to the top 10. Yes. Like women yeah. like Nicki Minaj and Cardi B can't both be female rappers. Mm-hmm. We have to choose one. One. Yeah. Like I feel compelled to be like if Cardi B comes out with a song, I feel compelled to be like oh no, that's one shot against Nicki. If Nicki comes out with a song, I'm like ooh, that's one against Cardi. You know yeah. like that's crazy. I I feel that. I so feel that. So Nicole, let's talk about what we really want to talk about this week, which is love, sex and marriage. Yes. This is something very controversial because everyone any culture, doesn't matter what culture you are from, 
thinks about all the time and yet we are at a place where we can define yeah. it in a in a synthetic way I feel you know we were trying to actually come up with like okay how do we want to talk about it but we realized that this is such a vast topic that we're not even going to try and talk about everything yes so just like message us if you want to talk about it more and mm-hmm. we would love to mm-hmm. but we're going to talk about it as much as we can exactly and it's only our opinions it's not something that we represent from every culture or exactly. in a particular way it's just what we feel and, and what we've experienced personally. Exactly. So tell me, tell me about like the idea of love, sex, and marriage in your culture. Um, it's it's very frustrating. That's what I would say. The first thing because in my culture. In India, especially, I mean here as well. Like my family, they are also rooted towards that. Sex is a no-no before marriage. Love to a particular age is still a no-no. Like after I graduated college, my aunts came up to me. My mom also sometimes like asked me about if I've had a boyfriend, but she doesn't even refer to a boyfriend. She's like, "Do you have a friend? Like who should I, who I should know about?" And I'm always like, mom, you don't have to worry about it. I don't want to say the word boyfriend. Exactly. So what it just comes down to is that like no one really wants to talk about that aspect. It's just everyone is concerned about if I am active or not in that whole area of finding a guy, getting married, you know. That's so interesting that you say that because I think that's the same. Like, no one wants to actually have deep conversations about the consequences of sex, the consequences of marriage. Oh, yes. Like, what it means to be financially, physically, (laughs) mentally tied to another person. Yeah. You know, it's but it's something that we're all expected to do to a certain extent. Like, even if you're not from a culture, from an Eastern culture, I think there's a there's still a little bit of a stigma for someone that hasn't been married. There's that, uh-huh. even if it's not a negative, it's it's this kind of, oh, I feel so bad for her, she must be so lonely, or he must be so lonely. Mostly women have to deal with it. Yes, it's, it's such a bad thing, especially in Indian culture. Women from day one, when they're born, they are with their family. After, even after like, you know, they finish college, like all this stuff, they live with the families but then they're expected to find this person and they just shift from one family to another. another they're never independent in all life and they never find out about themselves it's just one family to another and they just are serving both families and they're never actually doing anything for themselves you know you know when i was trying to understand my grandmother mm-hmm. like i was trying to understand her as a person i was like what were you like when you were my age? Mm-hmm. I thought about that. Yeah. Like, she's never been without a man. Like, it was her father first and then her husband. Mm-hmm. And that's it. You know, like, she always tells me if something happened to your grandfather, I don't know how I would live, yeah. do anything. But it's not even out of heartbreak, it's out of physical need. You know, yeah. how would I survive in this world? No one teaches girls, like, how to actually survive on their own, you know? And that's terrible. 
like everywhere in here that's how people or girls are perceived as like they need someone because they cannot support themselves right um i don't know how much of that do you believe as in how much of okay maybe i should phrase this different how much of the idea of marriage do you believe in? that you need another person in your life one single person to depend on I I have a conflicted issue about that. I believe in love. I've like read chicks flicks like since I was like 15 years old. But right. it ends at that where I feel like love is important. I want to be in love with someone who I can depend on, but I don't want to be dependent on them for any other thing that is except emotional support. Exactly. Like I I want to be financially independent. I want to do things on my own. I want to have my own dreams. And that habit separates from my values, and then the values of Indian culture and the values of my family that has been brought upon me, you know. And yeah, so I feel the same way. I I don't know if I'll end up marrying someone. Like when I think about my future, I always see myself marrying someone. Mm-hmm. But I feel like that's because I don't know what the other reality is because yeah. I haven't been. Conditioned to think of another reality. Exactly. I haven't been conditioned to think of a life without, like, a husband and children. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. And even my dad, who's like super liberal, and this was a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. I don't think he'd ever say it to me now. And he said it in passing. He said something along the lines of, "You know, I don't want you to get married young. I want you to focus on your career, be independent." Mm-hmm. But then at the same time, if you were start if you start pushing thirty and you still haven't found someone, <laughs> then you know that might be an issue. Oh my god! And so I don't know. There's a like recurring theme, like where people, my family especially, my family is super liberal, uh-huh. super liberal, super supportive of everything I want to do, uh-huh. almost. <laughs> but at the same time, there's still those things that I have to navigate around mm-hmm. which honestly for me if that's their only thing if their only thing is like small snide remarks i can live with it you know yeah. um yeah but like okay i i can completely understand that but before my family's come so so different so uh, recently i went to a c16 and one of my aunt comes up to me and she, like everyone's commenting on my dress and all that stuff and then she comes up to me and she's like do you have a friend do you are you involved with someone and i'm like uh no i just graduated like i have other things on my plate she's like yeah but like you know you should start looking for someone you don't have to marry them right now but like you should start dating but what struck me the most was that she mentioned this website she said you should start dating someone on shadi.com and shadi in india means in in hindi means um marriage which is like she basically wanted me to start looking for someone on marriage.com on marriage.com and i'm 22 basically i don't want to be married anytime soon i have my whole career to like look forward to and all she wanted for me was that yeah you should start dating someone even if you don't like them you have other options and like see what you feel like and then choose someone that you feel right with but 
it could happen any other yeah. app. It could literally happen Tinder or like any other OK Cupid or whatever you wanted to do. But she said Shadi dot Exactly. Like why? Why do you have to put me in that position where I have to just find men after I'm graduated? Like I have no other op- like options in my life basically, you know? Um the fact that you say this when I was in Sri Lanka a couple of years ago I was just see at a bar with a friend just a friend someone I was at a bar with a guy and a friend of a friend of a friend of a friend of my grandmother's son like my grandmother's friend's son yeah somehow saw me there and saw me with a guy he went all the way up that chain to my grandmother who said Oh, you know, this man from a good family. He went to this school. He has this profession lined up. His cousins are from this line of whatever. Yeah. I should set up a marriage proposal. Oh like mind you, I'm like 19. Oh. Like I'm 19. That is And I was awful. like, "No. You know just no." Huh. I don't know. I I I mean, I understand that they come from a very rooted background of where men are hired. and women needs to be supported in every way possible but still we are a modern society at least to a certain level and women have equal rights you know but the thing is that i feel like we living in the west living in a city like new york mm-hmm. have the choice to say that i yeah, because yeah. that's true i know a lot of my friends and even my mom She was explaining this to me that a lot of people in Sri Lanka women get married young mm-hmm. so that they have the freedom that they couldn't have with their parents. Yeah. And these once you're married you're out of your parents house and you can do what you want because mm-hmm. suddenly when you're married you're off your parents hands, you know? Yeah. I mean, I I get that and I've heard that anecdote before another like, like successful woman yeah. like Indra Nui the uh, CEO well the ex CEO of PepsiCo but What did you say? She basically said the same thing that about she like got married to escape. No, she before she so she applied to this college in the US and she did great when she was in India as like a student but then her family was like you should get married before you leave like and they can do whatever you want after that but freedom for her was to get out of her family's place and then like start something new and then you, she could do whatever she wanted to study she could study she wanted to learn something new she could do that but she had to first find a husband i don't know if she actually did that step by step but that's what she was told to do and like look at what she is like she is like the successful person she's so like i don't know like just a, this amazing person and like she has the same background but her first step what she was told by other people or at least her family was that to get married you know so exactly like but i know many women that for the same reason just to escape their family to yeah. be able to have a chance of doing what they want mm-hmm. just get married you know yeah. like yeah i but like also like i've heard stories about like how you cannot get to do what you want after you're married as well you know yeah I mean yeah exactly so I feel like us sitting in a bar in New York right now yeah have a different experience like we can say no like yeah. it doesn't make sense because in America I always joke about this and mm-hmm. then I saw this in a comedy special I think it was Amy Schumer that mm-hmm. made this joke about how if you see someone in New York get married in like 
their 30s even you're yeah. like ew teen marriage yeah you know like yeah and she says that and i'm like not the biggest amy schumer fan yeah she's pretty problematic as a person <laughs> but i was like wait that's so accurate because whenever i see people on my instagram like getting married like yeah like like girls over two or three years older than me in high school i'm like how why yeah, okay. when teen marriage oh I my god i understand completely like i've seen so many acquaintances from high school who are married now and they're the same age as i am and i'm like oh my god what what do they think about their lives like what do they think about their career opportunities like why are they getting married right now so many questions popping in my head okay but do you think that just because someone gets married it means that their career options are limited i guess not but i feel like i am at least wired in a way where i feel like my opportunities just end when, when i get married yeah you know i feel the same way yeah but when i meet a lot of my friends from america i realize that they don't feel the same way mm-hmm. and that's because for me for my mom when she got married she stopped working mm. when she got married like yeah. she was a mom to her kids and that's it yeah same with my mom like she stopped working after i, I was born actually like not when she was married but like she got so many problems because she was working from my grandmother like from my dad's mother basically because she was working this is not like regular for people like it's between yeah, women to work, women to work yeah. after they get married yeah. and that's, that's what I associate with like you know women who are married and are still working I mean exactly. it's so different now but at the same time like that's what I was born I, with yeah exactly so that's why the fact that both of us are saying this it makes sense like that's why I was interested in knowing what your mom mom's experience was mm-hmm. because I'm comparing this to my mom like my I just you know like what I saw my mom have to like give up her career basically for her yeah. kids not give up she wanted to do it but then she didn't give up she, yeah but at the same time she did literally give it up Yeah. And wait, there was this joke, uh, Michelle Wolf. Why am I talking about jokes all the time? But Michelle Wolf, <laughs> yeah. she uh, did the White House Correspondents' Dinner. Mm-hmm. She made this joke like, like it was like you know, ladies, uh, something along the lines of, yeah, yeah, I just had kids, so you know, it's really hard to balance a career and children, mm-hmm. even though that's only two things. <laughs> and, like, and I'm like. You're right. It is only yeah, two things. It is. Like, it's, yeah. But like, it's such a crazy thing for a woman to have to balance two things—a career and children. It mm-hmm. shouldn't be a, such a big deal. It's not a big deal it for men, right? Also, but like men, they do not have this on the back of their heads that they have to take care of the kids. It's yeah, women, you know, they're the only ones taking care of the kids. Like, and it's always so such a big deal when a man is like in the in the playground with kids taking care of them and women that work like they'll everyone's like oh my god you came out with your kids i know and when a woman does the same thing they're it's just like, like oh yeah this is what you're supposed to do exactly <laughs> it's like so like for men it's not the same thing for women it's literally two different two jobs that are 24/7 you know and it's like women take on the majority of not just like looking after kids but the planning of the household Everything. like men don't usually do that they and that's like a huge yeah. part of it you know they only take care not of all the men we know financials and like, i mean basically so their jobs 
and they come home to a loving wife. At least that's what we that's assume. That's the dream, right? Yeah, and then that's the like kids. the white picket fence. Exactly. And so basically, men come home to a loving wife, and like they do not care about anything else. And then women, like they do their own jobs. They care about the kids. They care about the food that's being served at home. They care about all the financials that are for home. Not even just that. Like, yeah. Planning who goes to soccer, who goes to ballet, who goes to this, who goes yeah. to that, who goes to that, who gets from here to here to here to here. Like mm-hmm. all of that is work. It is a lot of work, and yet we are here and we're talking about this. And there's such different values for women and men, you know. Usually, like even if it's like planning a date night or planning like what people do like if it's like an agenda thing mm-hmm. that falls on a woman because a guy just won't do it yeah that's true that's or true. it's like oh you just do it like yeah i mean like in my past experiences like i've had multiple locations when like when i used to date this one guy like he would always use the same exact schedule that we did because i'm guessing that because he didn't want to be like more associated with like the whole planning of it like we literally just met up at a bar we went to his home we had sex and that was it and like i would go home after that romantic so romantic <laughs> so, literally nothing romantic about it <laughs> so but yeah does sex have to be romantic like i i mean i i'm completely open about sex like sex is something that i enjoy and i do not feel obligated to just have sex when I'm in love because firstly I've, I've never been in love completely and secondly I want to enjoy sex yeah so. you're a human <laughs> like we're human yeah it's like here's the thing this is my view on sex right yeah do what you want yeah that's it like if you want to have sex do it if you don't want to have sex do it if you want to have sex 30 times in one day do it exactly if it's you your don't, body do it like it's fine like it's fine right that's what i feel like i feel like it's your own right it's your own enjoyment you do what you feel like doing and that's all it matters no one else's opinions no one else's peer pressure yeah should be the one defining your sex life you know speaking of we're talking about how no one should define your sex life no one should define your love life Mm -hmm. but i feel like even dating or marriage in Sri Lanka or virginity <laughs> or virginity like isn't about you yes you know it isn't about you and the person you love or whatever like yeah. it's about the community yes uh, what is it like like I don't know like for that's how I feel like I feel like everyone in my family needs to know who I'm with and all the things that goes beyond that yeah like everything needs to be out there but at the same time you're not allowed to talk about it like yes. it's such a weird yeah it's like a weird dance where you play like everyone needs to know everything but at the same time yeah they don't want to be involved with it like seriously like i've had one thing like when i was 13 years old i liked this guy and he liked me but like we couldn't be together because you know age difference whatever and like one day he comes up to me and we're talking and my neighbor sees this and then he tells my mom and then my mom tells me about oh my God. 
just she just tells me to stop seeing this guy and like, i was like i was not even seeing this guy most of all he was just talking to him yeah and like why does the whole community need to know who i'm talking to and if it's a guy why do i need to stop talking to him like what the hell i don't know what like even i feel like weddings are such a community affair which is good like i love sri lankan weddings same i love any weddings like i love them they're so fun Mm -hmm. but at the same time i'm like damn these people have no privacy yeah like sometimes sri lankan weddings like if they're like inter inter inter-religious is that a word they're like you know two or three ceremonies and Mm -hmm. it's like these people's lives are just being plastered yeah. in front of the whole city, you know? Yeah, that's true. I mean, like, it's, it's weddings are such a big part of Indian, like, culture, I would say. Like, you know, they're five days long. Two, uh, most weddings are, actually. And it's all about show. It's all about bringing people in, like, telling yeah. them that, oh, my son and daughter are getting married or, like, you know, whatever. But, like, still, like, it's such a big part and it's just all about show. And then... The couple itself has no time for themselves. It's just doing all the ceremonies, showing respect to all these elders. Having, yeah. At the same time, having fun with their friends. Yeah. It's like this weird... <laughs> I know. My my mom always told me that she didn't know half the people at her wedding. Yeah. It's, it's always it's like just, that. I don't know. I can't yeah. do that. I don't know. And then... At least, especially just Bollywood movies, it's like so glorified, like to have these magnificent weddings, you know, at like these big palaces. And I, I would love to have a wedding at a palace. Trust me, like yeah. I would love to have a fairytale wedding. But at the same time, like it just is crazy to me to think about like inviting so many people, having such a grand thing, and not knowing anyone or at least half the people who are coming there, you know. Okay, yeah. so you mentioned Bollywood, and I don't know, everyone's gonna be so shocked, but I don't know anything about Bollywood. Like, I never watch any Bollywood movies. I mean, that should be, like, fine. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, I know, but everyone's like, oh my god, you've never seen a Bollywood movie. I mean, yeah. I have a lot of Indian friends, yeah. you, Diksha. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> like, and every time I mention it, Diksha is, like, horrified. <laughs> And, okay, so I've never, I don't really know about Bollywood, but how is, like, sex perceived in, like, Bollywood, in, like, pop culture, in India? It is, it is, um, complicated, I would say, again, because I feel like I belong from a position where, like, I'm an urban person, like, I feel a certain way, I do certain things, and when... The same thing is shown in a Bollywood movie. It's considered considered to be very bold. It's something that is not part of regular life. It's something that you only do if you have a certain background with a lot of money or like you know status. Yeah. And that's when it's fine to sleep around or like you know be involved with a lot of different people. But if you are from a middle class society it's not okay to be friends with a lot of guys it's not okay to be like dating a lot of people and so recently there was a movie just came out uh, called We Ready Wedding which shows perspectives of four Indian women and 
a lot of people liked it a lot of people and like a lot of young people like especially felt connected who were from urban areas but at the same time when like older people saw it they were like horrified with what was happening because like literally there was one girl who was masturbating and they were like oh my god what is she doing i'm what like what do you mean though like i don't know i don't get it like what is the big deal like what is everyone's fascination with what everyone else is doing with their bodies like yeah, it's right? so weird yeah. like also like that like okay masturbation is like this huge taboo yeah. like what is everyone's deal with virginity like, i don't understand because because it's your so personal you know yeah it's, and it's and it's like made up right like, it is made up it's like, like okay yeah literally the first person you have sex with but besides being the first person you have sex with like what is the big deal there's nothing no big deal about it because like literally you don't feel any different after I, you do it <laughs> no but you know you don't understand how many of my friends have yeah. like virginity guilt like what? where they're like oh you know i had my first time having sex was like behind the bleachers in my high school <laughs> with a random dude i don't even care about like oh no and i'm like that's cool that's like, cool. who cares like what is the big deal exactly it doesn't have to be a big deal about it because like you do what you feel comfortable with even at that time you are like i just want to lose this because what the hell yeah like so, I, i don't know like if you want to lose it great but there's nothing to lose i'm like <laughs> i'm telling you it's made up <laughs> also like if it's about the whole conception of pain or like blood or whatever it is it's fine it's like completely fine it's your body it will happen and that's all it is to it you know i don't know and i feel like it comes at different stages like some people are ready earlier than others and that's fine like yeah like virginity guilt it comes in two ways it's like <laughs> you're either guilty that you had sex with someone that you don't care about or you had sex too early or you you're guilty that you haven't had sex yet like it's like yeah but, i mean i think yeah. that people should be having sex consensually and when they're ready to and but with protection that, yeah apart from that there's like, nothing to be concerned about trust me like i think yeah. like i honestly spent so many years like being concerned about same. it same me too trust like, me like i was not I was a late bloomer and all I could think about was like oh my god like literally everyone else has had sex, had sex yeah. and then I was the only one who I didn't and but like I, it's not a big deal no but I would even feel guilty that I just didn't yeah. want to have sex like I was like is there something wrong with me yeah and I yeah. like like it's like it's fine if you don't want to have sex either like that's cool like yeah like from personal experience i feel like i was the one who kept thinking about all the things that we talked yeah. about right now like felt guilty about not being the person who people, who guys would come up to and you know one exactly. and after i did it, i was like oh my god like, like that is that, yeah and like it's like listen like i i just feel like sex is a thing that evolves with you like it's like yes and or yes. sometimes it doesn't like sometimes it's good sometimes it's bad sometimes it the person is. is a shitty person but yeah. that has nothing to do with you or sex like it's just seriously like it is both of you you and the other person need to know about or at like, least try to understand each other's bodies and make sure that each one feels pleasure and not just one person we and, should yeah. yeah totally yeah what is oh my god don't get me started on this because you can't talk about sex without talking about the fact that how come sex is over when the guy finishes oh my and god and that is how every oh por- my like god. every every porn 
porn video. Porn video. Porn video. Okay, every porn video ends when a guy finishes does disgusting things and yes. finishes over a girl's face or whatever. Oh, I can't. And even, then, yeah, like, that's it. That's the end of sex. And I can't tell you how many guys have actually d- done that. Like, that's, no, 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 that's, that's, I've had experience with that. And, like, it's horrible because they don't consider what yeah, it's you, like, uh, your needs are, like your pressures, whatever you want to feel like and they are they just move over and they're like okay like start yeah, cool that's over like it's like <laughs> what the hell like I'm still here I still have my needs yeah I can't believe it I can't believe it. and it's like no but you know when I was younger yeah. I also felt like oh that's the end of it like when I was younger I didn't yeah. I wasn't like Oh, okay mm-hmm. like I was like that's the end of it like yeah. it's just like mm-hmm. I don't know like I feel like I mentally just yeah assumed that like, that was fine it was just yeah. the end of it and then like I mentally just like sorted myself out and mm-hmm. was fine like, yeah you know like yeah that's true actually there's a very cool um, series on Netflix about this whole issue well not completely but it has one story that relates to what we're just talking about the series is called Lust Stories Uh, and it's by four Indian directors and they talk about different issues of sex especially with Indian women and one of the stories is about this one woman who gets married because you know like in India like that's when you do everything that you want to do after you get married and she has sex with first time has sex with her husband for the first time and this is her first time having sex in general and it finishes in two seconds because and, like, uh, and, and then she's like completely unsatisfied but her husband is oh over the moon and she yeah. wants to do it every single day but then she doesn't feel anything so she uses a vibrator because a woman where she works um, she tells her about it and she's like oh my god like I've, this is the best thing that's ever happened to me <laughs> and then she uses it and like she's no, but it. don't spoil it. Don't spoil okay, it. Okay, I don't want to spoil it. Just watch it. It's so good. So good. It's but fun. it completely identifies the issues behind sex and when women can't have pleasure, but yeah. men always too, you know? Yeah. Um, okay, we should t- talk about some last thoughts because we're yeah. just going to keep talking about this. Just give oh. me like a quick rapid fire last thought. Okay. Like just things that... Okay, um... Sex doesn't have to mean a penis in a vagina. Like, <laughs> yes, it yes, can yes. mean anything. Yes, that's true. A vagina on a vagina. Yeah. Um, a penis. I'm just not gonna get descriptive, <laughs> but it can mean. It could be we're in a restaurant. <laughs> we are in public. Penis and vagina. In we are in a public place right now. <laughs> but you know what I mean. It doesn't have to be heteronormative sex. Like it right. can be however you want to have it, as long yeah. as it's consensual. Yes completely completely have fun with it and and we're be not predictive we're not <laughs> sex experts we're talking like we're like sex experts no we're not trust L- me no, last no, no, no. thought rapid fire go oh where what is the one place that you think you're completely comfortable having sex what i don't know a, a, my bedroom <laughs> no not not my bedroom at home in my parents house my bedroom in my apartment okay um, what is the craziest place you've ever had sex? On the floor in a new apartment where this guy just mo- had moved in and it was very uncomfortable, it was very fun. Okay, um, your turn. Um, what do you imagine to be your wedding like? Oh, 
I've already planned this. Don't worry. <laughs> it's gonna be in Sri Lanka uh -huh. on the beach, only close friends and family, and it's gonna be like very casual. Like we're gonna be cute and comfy, uh -huh. and we're just gonna dance and have fun, and it's not gonna be stiff and boring. Okay. Yeah, I mean I feel that. <laughs> um. So you've really never been in love? No, no, not really. Like seriously, like I've had a string of people come into my life, but apart from that, I've really never been in love. That's crazy. I feel like I'm just too much of a romantic. I, I think so. I mean, like that's that's completely fine. Like that's who you are. But <laughs> I haven't gotten to that point. I feel like in my life, you know. Okay, this rapid fire is turning into a full-on conversation. It is. So I think it's time for us to go. Yes, it is. But we'll see you next time. So um, yeah, keep listening to us. Keep listening. We know we didn't get to talk about a lot of the things relating to sex that we wanted to talk about, or love, or marriage, or love or marriage. Yeah, we just got so distracted, but <laughs> it's still important. So if yes. you have things to talk about, send them to us. Yes. Message us on Instagram. Comment on our pictures. Message us personally if you don't want to like be an if you want to be anonymous. Yeah, I mean we are completely open to anything. Just talk to us and we will answer to you if we can. Yeah. Okay. Bye. Bye. And this is Nali. This is Nicole. And this is Twelve Answers. And we are at at Noko on Avenue B and 10th Street. Noko on Avenue B and 10th Street. Yes. Alright, see you next time. See ya.